The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. This is the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Last chance for you to do this, uh, Brad Whisker, at least for the for a few months, probably. Oh, no, possibly not. Are you filling in for me when I'm gone? I haven't talked to Jay yet. Okay. Hopefully she would like me to. Sure. I have. We, we've only done a few segments together, her and I. Really? Yeah, just oh. a few. She, Is there a problem uh, there I should be aware of? Or? No, no. She oh, just okay. had uh, full shows booked and, and felt comfortable and just said, you know, you can oh. just continue saying you to me. Yeah. Just continue your regular hours. You don't need to work oh. 7.30 till 6 or, or what have you. And Perhaps I am the weak link then. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, it's time for another edition of The Who. You kind of missed it. Uh, yep. Todd Hirsch joins us online uh, from Calgary. You are, of course, the chief ec- econom- chief economist, ATB Financial, Todd. That is correct. Hi, guys. Hello, hello. Love your hello. Uh, brand new uh, cowboy boots, by the way. Oh, well, thank you very much. I put a lot of thought and effort into those. You, I thought I lived tell. my whole life in Alberta. I should at least own cowboy boots, shouldn't I? Y- you should. Um, they're pretty bold, but well. so are you. <laughs> but so am I. Yeah. So, I mean, mine are black, and I've had the same pair for 20 years. Yeah, well, mine are, they're kind of oxblood red, I think, is the color. (laughs) Yeah, they are. I figured as much. I knew that's what it would be. I would get rid of the bells on the back, but other than that, I think they're they're pretty darn good. Bells are the best part. Come on. (laughs) That's some other economists can hear you coming. Uh, So, listen, you want to talk about the price of oil, and we've been waiting to have this conversation in a positive light for a long, long time. So, over the summer, oil prices have been great, right? Well, yeah. I mean, what I wanted to talk about today was actually the the contribution to the gross domestic product of the energy sector. And, you know, I kind of set it up with, you know, saying oil prices are better. But now there's a, you know, listeners have probably been hearing a lot about this differential. The Western Canadian price is actually at the moment really, really low. And that, that spread between West Texas up there and Western Canadian down there is the widest it's been in about five years. So, you know, all this talk about high oil prices, well, the WTI price is good, but the Western Canadian price is is not great right at the moment. Now, are those two, I thought, historically tied closely together? How can they be so different? Well, they move generally together. I mean, when one rises, when when West Texas rises, that's sort of the bench setting or the the, the bellwether for, for all these oil prices. When West Texas rises, the Western Canadian price tends to rise, but they don't need to move in lockstep. And you can see this gap between the two widen and narrow at different points uh, because of a, a bunch of different factors. And some of those factors at the moment are working against the Western Canadian price. And that's why we're seeing that spread at a five-year high. Hmm. Interesting. So that's why the statistic or that's why the information we're hearing on the news doesn't line up with a lot of people's personal stories because given the U.S. price, you think everybody's back to work or should be on their way back to work. Yeah, well, the the topic that I had sent in to talk about on the Coot segment this afternoon was a report from Stats Canada out last week showed the gross domestic product for Canada for May, and it was actually a very strong report. There was a huge growth spurt in the month of May for Canada, and oil and gas extraction back in May was a strong contributor to that. Now, since that time, you know, and now we're in August, prices have, have fallen. But back in May, oil and gas extraction was a big boost to the gross domestic product. 
But not everyone in the energy sector, when we talk about people in oil and gas, not everyone was doing well. Oil and gas producers, the extraction, that was contributing positively. But where we're still seeing a big lag is service and support companies to the energy sector. So what kind of companies are we talking about then? Well, these would be companies that would say maybe haul water out to rigging sites or they would maybe uh, provide welding services or hauling sand, all of those support services. And there are like thousands of mostly small, not some not so small, but there are thousands of energy support service companies in, in Alberta that they're not the producers themselves, but they sell services a lot of it transportation and, and uh, services related to the drilling site itself. Um, they provide services to the energy sector. They're not actually doing all that well. How They're about, still uh, down about 22%. How about um, service vehicles, that sort of thing, and what's needed to extract this oil, Todd? Well, here I'm here. I'm clearly out of my element a little bit because I don't have a uh, a really deep uh, understanding of, of the energy sector when you get down to that level. But uh, I'd imagine service companies that provide vehicles, fleet vehicles, um, you know, hauling vehicles, water hauling vehicles, all of those kinds of things that would count as service support. So the companies that own those fleets of vehicles and lease them or rent them out to um, to oil producers, they're not the ones producing oil. Rather, they're selling services to the oil producers. So just so I understand this, I mean, would it be a better statistic to look at uh, completions or um, new wells, uh, new well licenses or something? Because what I'm hearing is that basically the oil producers turned the taps up a little bit, but weren't doing new, new development. So therefore, the service companies are not seeing the benefit of higher prices. Well, there could be some of that. I think what's happening is when oil prices started to rebound two years ago, oil production uh, and and value of of the product started to ramp up. But oil producers, they became more efficient, using better use of automation, better use of robotics. And as a result, they're not needing to, uh, I guess, secure as much service from these companies as they were before. So in some ways, it's a good news, bad news story from an well, economic yeah, you would point think, of view. Sure, because it would, you would assume that, as is always the case with any industry that cycles, that they become more efficient. So Yeah, absolutely. Right, so moving forward, that efficiency is going to bode well for these companies. Very much so. And they added, in fish, added or they increased efficiency. This is exactly what we as economists like to see, because it's going to make our energy sector more competitive with oil at probably, you know, going forward, lower prices than what we saw maybe five or six years ago. So that's really good news. A more efficient, a lower cost energy uh, sector, a more competitive energy sector that's able to be profitable when prices are not fantastic. So that's good. The lousy news, of course, is if you're one of the, the service providing companies or many of the thousands of Elburns who work for or maybe used to work for these service providing companies uh, because they are finding, you know, they are not seeing the lift in their activity right now. And that's a hardship. I mean, that's one of the reasons why for a lot of people in Alberta, it doesn't feel like there's a recovery taking place here. Even though if you just look at the value of oil production, it's back up to where it was in, in 2014, but there's still a lot of people in the energy sector who are not working. 
Well, here's the good news, uh, Todd, whether you're talking the oil industry or any other oil or other, any other industry. As it gets better again, as it gets hugely better, uh, all these companies have a tendency to collect fat, though, right? I, I, shouldn't, be, I shouldn't be referring to services and people as fat, but they, yeah. they do tend to start to forget their immediate history. They do, unless they've made some pretty significant investments in automation. So if they're now, you know, they've invested in equipment and machinery that requires fewer people to work on them, even if they start to get, in your language, you know, a little bit fat and lazy and lose their efficiency a bit, they still have that equipment and machinery and probably just not requiring as many, you know, human beings on those rig sites as they used to. Interesting stuff. Do you, you don't happen yeah. to know uh, employment numbers, do you? I mean, um, not off the top of my head. We have seen from the very bottom of the recession to where we're at now, employment in oil and gas, it has come back about half from where it was half. in 2014. So there was a big drop. I think it was about 100,000 um, people that, that left the energy industry. Now they've re- come back about half and it seems to have leveled off. So my guess is we're going to see an energy sector that's still healthy and in good shape, but it just employs fewer people than it ever used to. Well, that's uh, what a recession will do to you. Todd Hirsch, always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for your time today. We'll do it again next week. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. You as well. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.